Tight ass landlords, good or bad, the best and the worst scenarios that we're here. Stay tuned for morning minutes. Good morning, everyone. Happy birthday to Lisa. Happy birthday. <laughs> morning, minutes. Myself, Michael Reggio, Mark Novak, episode 307. Tight ass landlords. Good, bad. What do you reckon, Mark? Do they exist? Is it a pandemic? Good. good. Yeah, well, that's right. Good, bad, ugly. Um, do we have them? Is it worth it? Uh, are they wealthier from being like that or worse or off? Uh, what is a tight ass landlord, first of all? Yeah, I, I think oh, the simplest way is probably not reinvesting back into the property. And that can be done in several ways. Um, obviously, a tenant angle, it would be not fixing the tap or the painting on the wall being scuffed, stains on the carpet, uh, the tap leaks. I think there's different levels and they sort of all get thrown into one category of a, a tight-ass landlord. Um, I think there's we have landlords that sort of go above and beyond and sometimes we're like, hey, pull back on what you're spending there, let's weigh up the return on investment. And then there's some landlords that spend nothing, do nothing, and we're like, uh, you may want to look at doing this because we think it will, one, get you a better tenant, two, get you more rent, and three, lower your vacancy. So there's always this balance and arm wrestle. What's your view on it? You know, it's hard. It's a hard life being uh, being a, a landlord. It's it just every time your property manager calls you, it just feels like it's it's pain. It's a bit like going to the dentist. You don't really go there for a good reason. So generally when you're not hearing from your your um, your property manager, that's pretty good because, you know, everything's going smooth, money's coming in, end of the month statement will be uh, you'll get, money will be in the account and all will be well. But um, I think as a landlord, it's, 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 it is certainly – it's a tough life because you generally uh, mostly get negative news. Um, but there's the positive side of, of being the landlord is that the capital growth is always going up. So often that landlords are a little bit on the defensive because they'll, they're getting a call from the property manager saying, your roof's leaking, uh, your tap's leaking, um, a door's broken. And, and being a tight-ass landlord, I think the first thing to do is say, is to say, I think when anyone puts their hand out for money, generally the first reaction is no. Mm. And so it's um, yep. yeah, go ahead. And it's always like no, and or can't the tenant do it? Is it and also like and what? So what sort of thing? Okay, it's a little loose. What like is it really upsetting them? Does it really need to be need to happen? Because I find um, landlords balance the once they give in to one thing, even if it's on the right merits, all these other requests come through. 
It's like, ah, oh, yes, they did the tap. Now they'll do the door. Now they'll do the lighting. Maybe I can get some air con here. You know what? The carpet hasn't been replaced. So I think they're very conscious of if I say yes to this, will it just keep on going? And sometimes saying no is easier. And also because they get to not hide behind an agent, but they get to hide behind an agent. I think it's a bit a lot different if someone personally comes up to you and say, hey, uh, can you do this compared to via email or through an agent? I think the responses would be very different. Yeah, that's a good call. Sometimes it's metal on metal. So when it's a, a, a tenant directly ringing a landlord and asking for something, some sometimes there's, you know, it's quite hard to say no. But it's good with a uh, professionally managed property because a a agent's a really good reference point for a landlord to go, oh, shit, is that a normal request or is that an abnormal request? I.e., do I need to pay for this or do I not need to pay for this? Um, but I think also tenants have to be really, really careful when asking for repairs and maintenance. And the best way is to frame it up really strong. So if you've got you know, uh, lots of photos, an easy description, an easy to read description, perhaps a video, and then that can be forwarded to the landlord. It's easier for a landlord to, uh, instead of a landlord being left guessing in, and possibly saying no, the landlord looks at that and goes, nah, yeah, i definitely got to get that done. So I, I think quality of information is important um, for, for an agent managing a property and a tenant asking for repair to make it hard for the uh, actual tenant, actual landlord to say no and substantiate that repair. Very, very important. Yes, and I think there's two categories an owner needs to think of with the property. There's sort of like the general maintenance to not lower the, the living experience of the apartment, and then there's yeah. adding value or keeping the value of the property. Um, I yeah, think a lot huge. of... You know what I mean? Like owners, it's it's going up in value because of capital growth, not technically because what you're doing to the property. And I think a lot of owners get complacent or or when they they ride the coattails of a market, we say not much new development. So they get a there's lack lack of choice with the properties. So people have to rent their properties. But as soon as competition comes with some newer properties, you just see how quickly some of the older, under-managed, under-renovated properties just get, sort of get left behind with longer vacancy and lower we've, rent. We've seen that in DY, yeah. We've seen that in DY. So I think there's always those two conversations you've got to have with your, your managing agent. Um, and I think and it's a... That's a good one. The, mate, the I like the maximum impact, minimum cost stuff. Where if you can do, if you can get off doing a repair and it's adding value, that's like a that's a real win. Exactly, and I think owners they they're very quick and conscious of money going out because you can sort of see it. You see the invoice, money gone, but it's hard for a lot of people to calculate or value the potential money lost where if you did new carpet and paint, you may have gotten instead of 550 a week, you got 570. Instead of being on the market for four weeks vacant, you're only on the market for two weeks. Uh, you had the difference between having one application and picking having four and picking the best tenant. A lot of that sometimes people say, oh, it's just agent rhetoric. It doesn't exist. 
it's just going to be leased. It, it, I think a lot of people don't value it, understand it. And a big part of today's message is it does exist. Properties can be leased quicker and to better tenants and for more money if the property is better maintained and in a better condition. You would think it's common sense, but we don't see it that commonly in the market where owners, when a tenant moves out, it should, it almost should be like, what can I do to improve the value? It's like it never gets yeah. it's asked. And I think, I think everyone's got to remember that this is a very low interest environment that we're in. So what that actually means is there's going to be your cash is your property is going to be pumping out more cash than a, than it was the year before or the year before. I.e., if you had twenty thousand dollars worth of interest repayments and twenty thousand worth of rent last year, you made you didn't really make a lot. Money went in, money went out. If you're making if your interest repayments are fifteen thousand this year and you've still got your twenty thousand coming in, you're going to have to pay tax on five thousand dollars. So. If you can have a repair, maintenance, or something, you can leave your. That means you can leave your cash in the property, and it adds value to the property. That's a win for for a tight ass landlord. So tight ass landlords have a think about it. If your tenant is asking for repairs or maintenance, turn lemons into lemonade. Do some repairs and maintenance that are going to add value to the property. Yes, it's going to leave one, two, three, five thousand in the property as a repair or maintenance cost, but you're not going to have to pay tax because you're not ripping that out of the uh, out of the property as rent. So it's tax deductible. Exactly. And also be smart with your repairs. So uh, if a trade person is charging you $100 every time they go out, maybe have a bit more of a, a repair to-do list. If it's not urgent and really inhibiting the um, tenant's living lifestyle, then maybe wait till you get two or three items and get it all done. And then you may be able to do more done because you're, you're not spending $100 every time someone goes out. Um, I think it's very good to know your trades and be competitive. And that can either be through the property manager or if you manage it yourself, that's an area where you lose that if you don't know those trades or can do it yourself. Because there's a lot of time we've had um, owners tell us stories of they've had to redo the tiling twice because they picked a tradie that just didn't do it well and they just got them off Google or the yellow pages. So don't underestimate that value of an agent that's gone through and supplies awesome a lot of work. Trades. Yeah, awesome trades is a big one as well. Um, Luke, lots there's, there's, there's the saying, um, there's that saying, uh, the poor pay twice. Um, yeah. You know, where, where you, you go out, you get a shit job done, you get a, have to get it done again a couple of years later and a couple of years later, just get it done properly in the first place. A good example of, of um, a, line, a landlord that's not a tight ass and a clever landlord is a landlord that when you get, if you have a repair for a washer in a sink uh, in the kitchen, you say to your plumber, look, mate, while you're out there, can you spend an extra 30 minutes and change or, or extra hour changing all of the washers in all of the taps? Because yeah. the big cost is the call out. The big cost, the $100 or $150 call out is the big cost. The per hour fee goes right down. So it's it's worth just while you're out there, Mr. And Mrs. Plum, Mr. or Mrs. Plumber, go out there, change them all, and that's going to save you a lot of heartache in the future. It's got to be done. 
Yeah. Um, as Luke says, for me, no such thing as common sense. Also, liability issues. If you don't, that's a big one as well, which obviously we're talking about your sort of gains and losses. But let's not forget the liability. I know we were talking when we were doing our training the other day, the big, uh, there was the Collaroy case with the balcony collapsing and everyone sort of ignored it. Um, there's yep. lots of things like that with your fire safety alarms. And so, yeah, that's a big one. Rack and sack the repairs. Felicity, rent ready. Morning, guys. Have you heard of rent ready? No, but we'll be happy to have you on the show and have a look forward. We're always interested in learning more. Have you heard of rent ready, Mark? Yeah, Admiral, if you're going to sell an investment property, any capital expenses will reduce the capital gains as your expenses base 100%. So there are are many benefits to do it. A lot of owners, a lot of investors play the short game, short money. I just see money out. I don't see the potential. It's... it's, It is crazy, but it is very reasonable, um, especially in times like now. But I think you um, hit the nail on the head. Your interest is lower. Some people are probably paying half what they did last year, half. If you had a rate from 2017, 2016, you didn't do anything for two years, could have easily been 4%, easily. And now you're at 2%. You've halved your expenses. Think how often you wash your car and you service your car every six months a lot of people don't provide that same service or care to their apartment or investment or house well the go it's pretty clever the interest rates it's a double-edged sword for the government where um the uh, taxpayers out there because they're going to be generating they're paying less mortgage repayments that means they're profiting more that means they're paying more tax to the tax department so you'd think um the tax department's going to be pretty excited about more people making more more rent out of their property um, because their expenses are less and uh, the, the tax taxes are going to be a lot higher in the next year or two. So watch out for those taxes if you are a tight-ass landlord because mm. um, you may be up for some just giving the giving the giving your money to the government for nothing. And Done some repairs or maintenance on your property and locked it into your property value. Yeah, and as Luke says, time to buy, buy, buy. And it's so true. If your expenses were 60 grand or interest and now it's 30, you may have a good opportunity to buy another property, play the long game through it. I know I did a post from Christian Stevens about interest. I think it, what was it? The lowest was 1.9. It was something insane. Let me just quickly. Uh, One year, 1.98%. Two years, 1.89%. Look at that that uh, yeah record low that's it's insane so i think it's a wrap monday that's a wrap that's a wrap thank you and everyone it's lisa's birthday and lisa's birthday happy birthday lisa everyone send her a message oh yeah happy birthday happy birthday thanks everyone for your comments today as well yep thank you luke interest rates going down people yeah very true time to buy and I think a lot of agents will be working over Christmas, so it's a good time. Alrighty, thank you everyone. Giddy up. Bye bye. See you, legend.